enemies, new attack is the attack on the deity of Christ. Divinity and deity are not the same anymore. Years ago, when people thought about divinity and deity, they understood the same thing. Today, they don't. Today, a person can be claimed to be divine or claim himself to be divine, but cannot claim himself to be God. So when someone says Jesus is one way to heaven, but not the way to heaven, they're just saying he's divine, but he's not God. And I showed you from scripture yesterday very powerfully that Christ Jesus is God in the flesh. And I gave you five attributes and seven offices to confirm it, to confirm it. And the five attributes are omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, eternal, and unchangeable. So when anyone questions you in the future, and they will, about his deity, the Lord's deity, show them what I showed you last night very clearly from Scripture, that he is all-powerful, Ephesians 1, 20, and then omniscience, he is all-knowing, Colossians 2, 3, and many other scriptures I gave you. He is omnipresent, Matthew 28, 20, John 14, 20, John 8, 58, and other scriptures I gave you. He is eternal, Micah 5, 2, Isaiah 9, 6, Hebrews 13, 8, and he is unchangeable, Colossians 2, 9, Hebrews 1, 10 through 12. I also gave you last night his offices. For God to be God, not only must he be omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent and eternal and unchangeable, he also must have seven offices. Number one, creation. Number two, preservation. Number three, forgiveness of sin. Number four, he must raise the dead. Number five, transform the bodies of the church. Number six, be the judge of all men. And number seven, the bestower of life eternal. I gave you all that yesterday. I showed you from scripture that Jesus is the creator. I gave you very clear scriptures. By him all things were made. I gave you scriptures that he forgave sins. Uh, sorry, that he preserves first. Hebrews 1.3, he holds all things by the word of his power. He forgives sins, Mark 2, 5 through 10. Thy sins are forgiven thee. He raised the dead, John 6, 39 through 44, and other scriptures. He will transform our bodies like his own, Philippians 3, 20 and 21. He's the judge of all men, 2 Timothy 4, 1, and John 5, 22, 23. And he's the one who bestows life eternal, John 10, 27, 28, John 17, 1 and 2. But I want to continue from there because I want to talk now about his humanity. Because the question out there is, how can man be God and how can God be man? Jesus is God in the flesh. He is God Almighty. Now I've given you proof that he is God and I believe I, we, we can rest our case but there's more proof of deity in the Bible. 
Let's look at a few before I go on to his humanity. Can we please look at Jeremiah 11, verse 20? Uh, Pastor Dan, you have a microphone next to you. And then Jim, you can also help me. You got a mic working there. Go to Jeremiah 17, verse 10. So these are proof of deity. I'm simply completing the message from last night. I think I gave you too much information last night. We can only handle so much mentally anyways. So give you a little extra tonight that you can handle. Jeremiah 11.20, please. Captain Dan. But, O Lord of hosts, that judgest righteously, that triest the reins and the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them. For unto thee have I revealed my cause. The Lord who tries the reins on the hearts. Jeremiah 17, verse 10. And then you're going to go to Revelation 2, 23, please, Captain Dan. While Jim reads Jeremiah 17, verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, and according to the fruit of his doings. Now, Revelation 2.23, please. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. Now, there he is in Jeremiah and Revelation, uh, saying the same words. He is God Almighty. But let me give you additional proof. Let's go to John 14, verse 23. Pastor Dan, you're going to read that for me, please. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and make our, our abode, abode with him. Our abode. We will make our abode. The Father and the Son together. One God. Let's go to John 14 verse 1 please. Pastor Dan. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. That's about the oneness of the Father and the Son. Amazing statement, isn't it? Yes, sir. And now... For God to be God, he must be worshipped. He must be worshipped. And there we see in Matthew 28, verse 8 and verse 9, please, Pastor Dan, that Jesus was worshipped. For only God is to be worshipped. Matthew 28, verse 8 and verse 9. And, and, Jim, and Jimmy, you're going to read for me Luke 24, 51 and 52, please. Go ahead, please, Captain Dan. Captain and they Dan. departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Aha, they worshipped him. Luke twenty four fifty two. as you, Pastor Dan, will go to Revelation 22, 8 and 9. Go ahead, Jim. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. 
Amen. All right, Revelation 22, verse 8 and verse 9. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which shewed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou, do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of the, thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship, worship God. God. He is God. How about Revelation 5, verse 8 through 14? Revelation chapter 5, 8 through 14. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue Hallelujah. and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, the beast and the elders. And the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousands and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Amen. Now let me continue with the humanity. John 1.14 please. Pastor Dan. Jim, Philippians 2, 6, 7, and 8. I showed you scriptures already that he is the Messiah. He is God, Jehovah. He is the great I am. Yes. I showed you scriptures that in, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead. Now let's understand humanity, his humanity, God in the flesh. John 1, 14, please. And the word was made flesh dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We beheld the glory of God in that man, Christ. The word was made flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. Now, Philippians 2, 6 7 and 8, and 1 Timothy 2, 5, Pastor Dan. But Jim, you're going to read for me Philippians 2, 6, 7, and 8. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, 
and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Read that first portion now. Who, being in the form of God, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal, he's equal with God, with God but made himself of, of no, no reputation. And that explains something. That explains something. Well, Jesus said, don't call me good. Only God is good. He was speaking out of humility as one who had no reputation. He was not denying his deity. And guess who revealed that to me? The Lord used my grandson, Benny. 15 years of age, God revealed that to him. He was speaking Jesus school a few days ago. My little Benny, 15 years old, taught on the incarnation. I was stunned. A 15-year-old teaching on the incarnation. And when he said that, I almost came out of my seat. I thought, where did he get that from? He's got a great future. When he said that, I said, I'm going to share that, but I'm going to give him the credit. And I did. I'm amazed by my grandbaby that God is revealing that to him at a young age. May the Lord reveal that to all your children and grandchildren in Jesus' name. Lift your hands. May they serve the Lord. May all your sons and all your daughters, grandsons and granddaughters, walk in the Holy Ghost serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's read. 1 Timothy 2.5, please. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Marvelous. Now, this is very important that we understand this beautiful truth about the Lord. Jesus, I worship you. Can we lift our hands and just Bless his wonderful holy name. I worship you, Lord. I give you praise. For just a few moments, just thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you from my heart here. Because I, I, I want to minister to you in just a few minutes. I don't want to keep you too long. I cannot identify with Adam because Adam was created, not born. Adam showed up on the scene fully grown, full of wisdom, full of knowledge. No lineage, no parents. That's not a real man. I cannot identify with someone who just shows up. Jesus, born as a child in Bethlehem. So what makes a man a man? Number one, mommy and daddy. He must have parents. Jesus had parents. Dependent on them at his young age for protection. Number two, 
Adam didn't have lineage. He had no nation. He came from no tribe. Jesus came from the tribe of Judah, the nation of Israel. Adam didn't grow up. He just showed up all grown. For a man to be true man, he has to experience growth. And not only physically grew, but he also grew in wisdom, the Bible says. Adam just showed up full of wisdom. We can identify with it. We cannot identify with such a man. But the man Christ Jesus had parents, had lineage, experienced growth physically, and in wisdom. But something else about this wonderful man, sinless and perfect, who experienced all we experience. God Almighty, the Bible says, neither slumbers nor sleep, but as a man, he slept on the boat. The Lord never tires. But Jesus was weary at the well. A man, a real man. He died on a cross. God doesn't die, but the man died. The man Christ, fully God, fully man. He had to experience fully man had to experience being fully man to die. He didn't cease to be God. Jesus was not 50% God and 50% man. He was 100% God, 100% man in one. Therefore, to be my Savior and your Savior, God had to die on a cross in the person of Jesus Christ. I love the way Billy Graham puts it. God crucified in the person of Jesus Christ. I showed you proof of deity for two hours last night. I'm not going to spend as much time on humanity. I'd like to. But for time's sake, I won't, because there's much more to still do here today. But this man, what proof? What's the greatest proof that he is God Almighty? His resurrection. From the dead. Only God can lay his life down and take it back again. He said, I lay my life down. No man takes it from me. And I will take it back again. He rose from the dead. He is the great I am. Now when I say the resurrection, let's understand something about him. This amazing Lord we serve and love. This wonderful Savior. He said, if you don't believe that I am, you'll die in your sins. 
Mary, his mother. The angel said, that holy thing within thee is the Son of God. Son of God, yet at the same time, Son of Man, because Mary bore him. I don't believe in the Immaculate Conception. Mary was simply the vessel. She was the carrier of the Christ. Jesus, the Son of Almighty God. His blood that flowed in his being and body did not come from Mary. Had it come from Mary, it would have been polluted with sin. So he said, which of you convinceth me of sin? It's the Holy God. Sin never touched him. He was tempted in all points, yet without sin. Adam, when God created Adam, where did his blood come from? He had no mom and no dad. Came straight from God. So with the second Adam, his blood came straight from the Lord God. That life in the blood. Where did his blood come from? <laughs> the breath of God. And that breath that God breathed into the nostrils of the first man, it says, and God breathed into his nostrils and he became a living nefesh, living soul. It's the breath that released blood in Adam. It's the breath of God that released the blood of Jesus. For in that blood there is life. Everlasting life. And so when Mary held him, was she really holding him? No. He was holding her. He's the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word that the prophet spoke became a baby. And the longings of the prophets became Mary's little son, the songwriter wrote one day. And the searching of the prophets became Mary's little son. The longings and the searchings in the prophets. God in former times spake through the prophets. In these days has spoken unto us by his son. When Israel said to Moses, we don't want to hear his voice. If we hear his voice, we'll die. God said, they said right. They spoke properly. For now, I will send them one like you. And my voice will be in him. And if they disobey him, I will judge them. And so Jesus was born. 
according to Micah chapter 5 verse 2, the judge that was struck upon the cheek became the governor in verse 2. And out of Bethlehem, Afrata shall come out of thee, the governor who's from everlasting. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, God Almighty. A baby in Bethlehem who's from everlasting, he says in Micah 5 verse 2. Whose comings are from everlasting. That same God is that child, that son who was given. For he is called mighty God. He is the fullness of all that God is. The fullness of the glory of God in the flesh. And so the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And in 1 John we read, And that which we've heard, and that which we have seen, our hands have handled the word of life. So when they touched him, when they touched his hand, they were touching the very words that Moses spoke. The very words that Isaiah spoke. The very words that Jeremiah and Ezekiel spoke. The very word of God. He said, what we had heard through the prophets, what we have seen, our hands have handled the word of life. No, we will not need our Bibles in heaven. Our Bibles will not go with us in the rapture. We're going to see the Bible in heaven. Face to face, the living word. The one who gave us the scripture and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He'll say those words in glory. We don't need our Bibles when we are raptured. We're going to see our Bible forever and evermore. His name is the word of God. He is the scriptures. He sat in that temple in Jerusalem. And they looked at each other and said, How is it possible that a little boy knows the scripture? Jesus didn't just know the scripture. He is the scripture. He is the scripture. He holds all things by the word of his power, it says in Hebrews. He holds all things by the word of his power. No, Mary didn't hold him. He was holding her. Because he holds all things by the word of his power. No, the cross didn't hold him. He held the cross. No, the nails didn't hold him. He held the nails. No, the grave didn't hold him. He held the grave. And how can the grave hold the one who's holding it? How can the grave hold the one who's holding the grave? He rose from the dead. Why did he walk on water? Because he held the water. The water didn't hold him. He is the word that keeps literally our bodies together. In him we live. In him we move and have our being. Every time we take a breath, we cry, Jesus lives. Every time we move, we cry, Jesus lives. Every time we do anything physically, we cry, Jesus lives. For in him we walk, and in him we move, and in him we have our being. He is the Son of God, the Messiah. Glory. We give you glory. 
we give you glory to the Lamb. Lift your hands and love him. Glory, we give you glory. Glory to the Lamb. For you are glorious and you're worthy to be praised. You're the Lamb upon the throne. And on to you we, we lift our voice in praise. You're the Lamb. I live, I live because he is risen. I live, I live with power over sin. I live, I live because he is risen. I live, I live to worship him. Thank you, Jesus.
Pastor Benny, her feet, her ankles swollen and in pain. God instantly healed her just now. your word and one by one quickly please help her down a heart issue he felt the Lord heal him just now Josh Lord he's come help me up here stomach and the Lord has touched her and healed her now, Pastor Benny. This is the one with the lung disorder and her breathing has just opened up miraculously. her sinus and breathing but the Lord has touched her and opened it up now a horrible skin condition Pastor Benny but the heat all over her body of the Holy Spirit healing from a horrible skin condition had a dislocated jaw and an abscess tooth but the heat of the Holy Ghost just touched her and healed her jaw he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities he was neuropathy in her feet she couldn't feel but now she can lift her legs and feel her feet are moving this is another one with neuropathy in the feet and a lump in her chest but the Lord has just touched and healed the feeling has returned back to her feet Many swelling in her stomach for two weeks, the pain, but the Lord has just touched her and healed her. miraculously healed her right now. The pain is gone. Back problems for months but instantly healed by the Holy Ghost. A lump on the side of her neck but miraculously that lump even now is disappearing off the side of her neck. What's wrong in owning him? He was bruised for our 
pain from a fracture in the past. The pain is completely gone, Pastor Benny. COVID-related sickness, sinus, and pain for two years. God just healed her tonight. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. Pastor Benny, another one, such breathing difficulty. But look at her breathing. The Lord has touched her and healed her now. All the healings. It's amazing. Pressure in the brain and the ears. But she felt the heat of the Holy Spirit and is healed now. young lady can barely talk. Pain all through her body, but God has touched her and healed her now. I love the way the wind has flown tonight. Pastor Benny, over four years breathing problems and the Lord has instantly healed him tonight. and she's hearing and there's no pain, Pastor Benny. Pain in her knees. She could barely walk, but she just climbed the stairs, Pastor Benny. kind of atmosphere the grounds are moist the grounds are wet for the seed to be triggered the greatest harvest I have ever seen in my, in, in my experience is when I gave and the atmosphere was ripe the grounds were moist so the Lord told me earlier, he said, don't take the offering yet. He said, I will take it for you. He'll do it for me. I'm, I, don't have to, I don't have to ask you to give. The Lord is going to ask you to give. And you know it already. And, and while you give, 
I'm going to lay hands on some of the preachers while you're giving. But first we give. Why? Because it's his law. It's his command. It's his will for our lives to be obedient, to give sacrificially. That's his will for our lives. Last night, many of you gave, and the Lord will reward you for this beyond anything you can ever believe for. But this seed you're going to give tonight has a special place to go. Special place to go. The Lord has put on my heart to help and support ministers that have no support. To help people living in persecution. Last night, you sweet people gave. Expenses have been met beautifully. But this is holy. This offering is holy. Because this is going to go to bless preachers that are no longer able to pay their bills. I personally support individuals that God spoke to me about and I'm so grateful that I'm, I have the, the honor to do it. I was in the hospital in 2015 when the Lord spoke to me to begin supporting orphans. Gave me a promise from Psalm 41 that I would be healed. Because it says in Psalm 41, Blessed is the man who considers the poor. The Lord will make his bed. In other words, he'll heal you. I'm laying in that hospital having just had congestive heart failure. I was told had I been one day late, I would have died. And I remember that Psalm 41. And how the Lord has done it. And my heart was weak. Very weak, in fact, when I left the hospital. My ejection fraction was weak. It was not pumping the blood properly. And my mom looked at me one day before she went home. She said, God will renew your strength as she, like when you were young. I, it was hard to believe it at that time. I have a doctor in Palm Beach. Great heart specialist. A Christian man. Who has a healing ministry? Sean C. Crandall. Dr. Crandall was Bunky's doctor. Pat Robertson's doctor. He's my doctor. Last time I went there for a heart checkup, he said, your heart is stronger than it's ever been. He said, there's nothing wrong with your heart. Now that my mom told me that, I stand here as a testimony that God has kept his promise. Blessed is the man who considers the poor. 
The Lord will not give him over to the will of the enemies. That's all in Psalm 41. The seven promises of God in that psalm. One of them is, he'll make your bed in your sickness. So I began giving to these orphans. I've been supporting them ever since 2015. Oh, you should see how beautiful they are. 27 families so far. But I want you to join me. Help me do it. Let's do more. Let's have more. There are, there are pastors today that can no longer support themselves because they're, they're, they're up in age. So I told Don Price, I said, Donnie, let's just launch this at the conference. Let's support these people out there. And I myself have been giving money to Open Doors and the Voice of the Martyrs every month. It goes right off my credit card every month because I believe in it. Blessed is the man who considers the poor. And what I'm asking you to give is holy. We don't need it, frankly, tonight. Our expenses are met. But they need it. Those preachers need it. Those children need it. So, let God talk to you. And I'm going to ask you to do something I am doing myself. On the envelope, write how much you'll give monthly. And we will designate it. It will go to account to an account that will be used just for that just for that and we're ready to do it so lift that envelope and let God talk to you let him talk to you right now let him talk to you right now will you please join me with a monthly amount Whatever the amount is, let God talk to you on the amount. Or you may just want to give just a one-time gift tonight for it. And you can just put it to Benihin Ministries, and we know what it came from this evening's offering. That's it. And we're going to help people that are out there. And there's, in fact, some others we'd like to launch and help to send them to the Middle East and other places.